Hey, Chris, did Harold leave? He is gone? He's not here. Okay. All uh, right. just That's good. Uh, what about Teresa? Okay. All uh, right. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm going to, I can get started without her. I'm just going to go ahead and let her be here. I knew, she, like I said, she was kind of nervous. I hate for her to come in late. And, Oh, yeah. What's that? Well, I was going. I was going. To, I was going to let Mama get started here, and but I can't find her now. She. I. I told him she was nervous, but I didn't know she was that nervous. Miss Juanita, how long have you been here? When did you? When did you? Uh, You was it in the sixties or seventies or where was it? I think Ma, I think Mama has that down, but I know I know you 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 were one that had been here, you know, a pretty good while, you know, for sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh huh. Well, I think Johnny told her two o'clock. Is she what? Oh, is that what it is? Uh-huh. Uh, they said you were powder in your nose. Was that anything like anything? To that? <laughs> I'm going. I'm. I'm going to try to to uh, kind of help you not be nervous. I, I probably need to get a little stand here, though. Ty, can you get them doors there? Just uh, kind of close. Hopefully they'll. Maybe they don't need them till we get till we get through here. But uh, I still okay. I still got Butch. Okay, I see Butch. He's still here. Good. <laughs> All right. Daddy wants you to sit over there by him. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, Go ahead and open this up in prayer, and then I I turn it over to them, and I'm going to try to emcee a little bit. I got a, a PowerPoint that I'm going to do here, a couple of songs we'll close out with, but uh, I, I I will. Well, let's go, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we look to you right now. We just ask, Father, that you bless our time here together, and again, we we just want to thank you, Lord, for your blessings on Rayford Road, this church here. I thank you for every every person here and support of Rayford Road, and that just reaches out to this community, Lord, and with the love of Jesus, and we thank you for them, Lord. And we just pray right now that you bless our time. And, Lord, what is said, Lord, would be uh, things would just speak to our heart and bring glory to you and what you have done and and what you can do. Lord, there's there's nothing impossible with you, Father, and you you can do miraculous works, Lord, and we know that. And so, God, we just pray that you uh, you bless our time here together, and uh, again that you be glorified. We ask it all in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. I uh, <clears throat> I don't know exactly what Mama's got, or I think I I did tell her I would give her fifteen minute deadline. After that, I'm I'm cutting her off. But if she needed that much, but I don't know if she. <laughs> she
she'll need that much or not. I do know that she uh, she actually went this week and uh, spent a couple hours with uh, Uncle Dale. Like I say, he's almost 92, and uh, they discussed stuff and uh, reminisced about things. But I'm just going to I'm going to give her the mic and and let her do what the Lord has laid on her heart. This is not her forte. If you you you've never seen her up speaking because she don't she don't like to do that. But uh, she told me said I really feel like I need to and that I should. And uh, you know, so I'm I'm just going to turn the mic over to her, and you need you you need your stand here, huh? Well, I can I can set it up for you. Well, if you can't hold it, I'll put I'll fix this up for you. Yeah, I can do that. I'll fix you up. Yeah, we'll get you we'll get you right. Good evening. Good evening. Did y'all hear good evening? That was kind of weak, wasn't it? <clears throat> yeah, y'all know this is not me. And I, I, I don't know that I'm going to be able to do anything, man, say anything. But uh, I've just kind of argued with the Lord about me ever saying anything. And, uh, and I've done it many years, and I don't say much but uh this uh today that i i wanted to say and it's 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 nothing for nobody but to brag on my god that's a great god and if i can make everybody understand that that is my purpose today and uh and if i tell this and and Satan, he's he's come in and he says, "Oh, you just want to tell something about your family? It's not about you, and it's not about your family." And and I know. Then God told me, "But it is about you, and it is about your family, and it is about every family that there is over this world that's just like my family." was in 1949. I'm, I'm the youngest of 11 siblings. Not any in my family was churched. Not any in my family was saved. And I'm the youngest, so you know there was older ones in my family that was not saved. And uh, so God just told me, but it is, it's about your family. And it's about the families everywhere, all over this world. It is the same, and uh, and uh, they all need a savior, and just like you needed one. But even needing a savior, I fought that for a long time. And then everybody has always said, but Joe and Mavis has been here since the beginning. But Joe and Mavis hasn't been here since the beginning, because. Mavis never knew Joe Griffiths for a year, never met him until a year later. And uh, and I didn't know Dio Griffiths either. I, I just knew none of the Griffiths. <clears throat> but my family, we we had nothing. There was nothing. We had no education. We had and we had nothing. My daddy died when I was eleven. And uh and 
so anyway, my, my oldest brother was married to Uncle Jeff Starlin's daughter. And uh, so we kind of knew them a little bit. And uh, in, in 1949, uh, D.L. Uh, had been involved a little with uh, Church of Christ churches in Duval County. And, uh, but he had just kind of got discouraged. And uh, he, he said he was giving it up. And he bought a 40-acre farm out on Mud Lake Road. And we lived there, me and Joe, today. That's where we live. And he bought that property. Well, he bought it from a man, uh, his Raby Hood and his wife. And they had one adopted son, Bobby. And uh, he graduated high school that year in 1949. Well, D.L. had just recently bought the house from them. And, uh, and the Hoods had older friends and family. And they had invited them to the party. And uh, they asked D.L. to come. And he did. He went. And, uh, and he took his Bible. And as I was telling Tommy, the rest is history, you know. But from that at that meeting, uh, he just spoke up, just spoke the gospel, preached the gospel. And uh, from that meeting, uh, <coughs> oh, he, uh, Lucius Royce, I don't know if any of you know the people I'm saying, and I thought... <laughs> The Lord don't want me calling these names. And then I thought, my my Sunday school lesson last Sunday for these kids was about uh, Ruth and Boaz. And there was no way that I could tell that story and teach that lesson without telling who the parents were and why they left their country and why they went somewhere with unchurched people and why they uh, had to come back as with, uh, Naomi with her widowed uh, daughter-in-law. So I said, well, I, I, maybe I do. I'm going to tell names. But uh, Lucius Ruiz was uh, there, and he asked D.L. if he got some people, <coughs> excuse me, together, would, uh, would he come and speak to them at his house the next week? And he said, yes, he would. So he did. And from there, and I, I wasn't there. I wasn't at any of them. Still did not know D.L. And... Uh, he, but from there, he, uh, Fred Taylor asked if he would come and speak at his house the next week, and he said he would. So, and I was there. I was there at Fred Taylor's house, and basically, I've been there ever since. In, in every cottage prayer meeting, I was there, and I'm, I'm still here, you know, and, uh, but I, I wasn't saved then but neither was any of my family. And through my oldest brother, which was Uncle Jeff Starlin's uh, son-in-law, uh, and Uncle Jeff Starlin was uh, sort of took D.L. under his wing and uh, was his mentor. Now, uh, Uncle Jeff was uh, from a, a new congregational Methodist church, and uh, but he... He took DL and he would help him and, and pray with him and try to help him work things out. But I mean, this was no church, but they were just uh, having the weekly prayer meetings at homes. And uh, 
so then, um, one, and this was in June, and they had a, they had the meetings every week. In August of that year, forty nine. Now I was just a teenager. I was I was in the ninth grade in nineteen forty nine, and uh, but at in August there was a a Pentecostal lady came forward at the end of the service and said uh, said she was saved, but she wanted to be a member of this church, which they told you know. Well, this is not a church, you know. We're just having meetings, you know. And uh, but she insisted. So as I said, um, D.L. and Uncle Jeff had already found them an altar, and uh, it was a a wire hog bin that had been deserted out behind Uncle Jeff's way down behind his field, and. Uh, so that they made their way to the hog bin, you know, <laughs> to decide. And uh, so uh, Uncle Jeff said, well, he believed that this was the Lord leading, you know, to start a church. Well, what kind of church is this going to be? You know, Dio was from uh, kind of from a church Christ background. And uh, Uncle Jeff from a, a New Congregational Methodist, well, the first member was a, a congregational holiness. So, what do you do? You know, and uh, well, a lot of times you have a lot of fights and fusses and all kind of stuff. But that wasn't the only thing because after a few years, there was uh, some Methodists thrown in, some uh, Catholics thrown in, some Church of God. I mean, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, you you have yeah, that's what you have, but then you have my family, my unsaved family that's needing us to be saved, that's needing the Lord, and and we just I mean we know nothing. Well, of course me and like I said, I was a teenager and and I was not one to just jump on the bandwagon and we're, I'm not going with this stuff. But uh, and then, but I never met Joe till a, a year after we this in 1949. But in uh, somehow, and I've talked to Dio this week, and me and him both just marvel at like, what happened? What? Did, who did what? What did we do? How did we manage to have a church with church members in in a church building to worship in? In one year from nothing, that nobody was doing nothing. And, uh, well, this is what I wanted to say, that this, that nobody gets the glory for that. Nobody but the Lord. But let, I, I will say that, at the, I'm going to read to you the, the people that was members when this, it went, went at the first service. The first service held was the, Second Sunday in June of 1950, of 1950, but it started in 49. Uh, well, at that, at that first, they had a, a revival the week before that Sunday. And uh, that's when I met Joe. <laughs> the Griffiths started coming to church in 1950. And, uh, and so Joe came 
And, uh, and Joe had already been saved, but I, I was, still wasn't saved in 1950. And uh, so... Um, then at at this um, at this time that they had this building, well, Uncle Jeff's son had given uh, the church an acre of property to build the church on, and uh, in where the the this building here is over the first one there, that was where the frame building was that we were having the first services in, and. Uh, like I said, I don't know why the Lord wouldn't let me. I wouldn't let me write this down. I said, Lord, I'll write it down. Teresa or anyone will be glad to to do this and say this. But uh, anyway, at that first uh, first uh, first service in the church, uh, this is this is the members that it was, uh, and I'll call them by their number. And there was eleven of these people, and. Uh, this was the, like I said, the uh, Pentecostal lady. She probably was in her thirties, not her husband, but her. And uh, and it, that was Lita Mae Rollerson. And then number two was Rosalie Cruz. Number three was Lizzie Cruz. Number four was Hamilton Cruz. Number five, my mama, and she was 53, and she had never been affiliated with any church. She had never been saved, my mama. Number six was Corbett Cruz, Jr. Number seven was Robert Hood, the, the graduate, the recent graduate, and he was from up to the town church of Christ, and uh, but he had, he joined this church, but he didn't he didn't stay here. He went back to his church in McClendon, and then there was Annie Cruz Rollerson. There was Joe Rollerson. There was Sadie Johnson. There was Catherine Starlin, and she probably was an eight to ten year old girl. That was Uncle Jeff's granddaughter. Now, this was the the Pentecostal lady first member. That was the recent graduate that, that didn't stay. And this was the eight to nine, ten-year-old girl. And uh, the rest, that was my mama and brothers and sisters, their husbands and wives. <laughs> then, we never, never knew the Lord, never been told. I mean, it, it was, we just knew nothing. And it was just like, you know, the Bible says to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And it's like, we're one of those creatures. Whether we're across the globe or across the county, DL only moved across the county. He was over on the Duval in Baker County line, and but but he moved. And I told Eddie one day this week, I said, you know, maybe the hardest thing that DL might have had decision he might have had to make to be in obedience 
to God might have been that God said, Dio, take your Bible to the party. That might have been. That might have been. You know, I don't know. Dio didn't say that. I just thought that might have been. And maybe if it had been me, I might would have said, I'm not taking a Bible, you know. But, I mean, that might have been a hard thing for him to do. But this is the ones that he had at that first meeting in that in 1950, second Sunday of June, 1950. And so that's where we go from. It's from there. But I said, that is not when the church started. The church started. Now, this was the church with four walls, and that is when it started. But the church actually started in 49 when my family needed a And Dio came, and I don't think Dio had any intentions, but I think day to day he was obedient into what God told him to do. And uh, and so those first years, I'm telling you, it was, I, I was, and I still did not get, get saved. I, I still did not, and I, I still was kind of fighting it, you know, never just really accepting it. And uh in um, the second, the, the first homecoming was then uh, in June of 51, June the 10th of 51. That They started in June of 50, that was June the 10th. Well, that day, that was, I got married that day. Me and Joe got married that day. So we were married on the first homecoming. And uh, so, but it. All, you know, on June the 10th, so Tuesday will be our 63rd anniversary. And uh, but anyway, the uh, after from then, and I, I got saved in uh, in in July. Well, we had they we, the church started adding members, adding members, you know, and they were coming a lot from other churches, which. A lot of churches, you know, the bigger churches, they would not, if it's a church of God or assembly of God or a Baptist church or anything, they're not too happy about coming with your beliefs and opinions from another church, you know. And uh, but, but this was no church, so everybody was welcome, you know. It, it didn't matter where you come from, just come on and worship with us. And uh, so... Uh, Oh, let's see. It was shortly after that. Then we started getting these others. Oh, somewhere here, I probably got that wrote down. Oh, yeah. Let me see here. This, this is what I had written. I, this is what the best we could come up with. That who was here at church the ones that's here at church that were probably in attendance at that first homecoming, which um, the Griffiths family then had started coming in, and actually they most of the Griffiths family moved here too after that. But uh, the ones that we think, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to say these by, uh, this is the people that are here now at church now, uh, still coming. And uh, these were here added from 1951 to 1958. And uh, number 34 
which that puts Lib as the oldest, not in age, the oldest in membership. Lib is our oldest in membership. Now, she'll tell you the circumstances of hers. Things, I think you are right. Okay. And, uh, but she's number 34. Then uh, number 44 was me. Praise the Lord, I didn't <laughs> go on forever. And this was, all of these was in 1951, and Joe. And Joe had already been baptized and, uh, then. So, but when I was baptized, I was baptized down in the old St. Uh, Von Swashhold, uh, there in little St. Mary's. And uh, with me, baptized, was my brother, Doc. And the two mentors to DL was baptized with me. They'd always been in the uh, New Congregational Methodist Church. And they came in, Uncle Dan and Uncle Jeff, me and my brother, Doc were all baptized June the, uh, July 15, 1951. And then, uh, like I said, Joe's and D.O.'s family started coming in. And so uh, Martha, she's still here, uh, came in 1953. And uh, Buddy and Alta Long in 1954, they're still here. And Lenny uh, Hodges, man in 1955, and Harold Griffiths in 1958, and, uh, and they're still here. And these, I thought I would, uh, I would tell you uh, about some of these, the early families that uh, may still uh, have some kind of connection. And I, I, since I just was talking to Tommy Hunter, I, I will tell you that uh, his grandparents were, were the, just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Christians. They were, uh, what were they? They were uh, congregational wholeness. And uh, so they came in 1957. So we had them here. They were wonderful mentors to Dio, too. And uh, then even uh, Tommy's mom and dad came in 1980. And, but then uh, that's still here worshiping with us today, Juanita Carter, in 1963. So the, all of these that I'm calling has been here 35 years and still here. Now, Juanita left for a short time, but uh, she's still here. And uh, Janie is here, but Janie was a little girl back then, you know. <laughs> but her mom, her mom, and I love Sister Henrietta, she always sang by me in church as long as she could. And she said, we did perfect harmony together. <laughs> she sang soprano and I sang alto. And, uh, but that was in 1960. And she was Catholic. So, I mean, we had them all. <laughs> and, uh, and then Jeanette, is Jeanette here? Is, is she here? Oh, okay. Jeanette and her family they came in 1970. So all of these people have been here at least 35 years. And uh, Ruth, is Ruth here? Uh, Ruth? Ruth and her family came in 1975. So we've had her family. Then we had my other buddy, not Eddie, but Jean. 
And Jane was one of those that was unchurched and unsaved. <laughs> and Jean and Debbie, they started coming in 1976. And their family is still here. Then the Garvins, bless their hearts, and what would we have done without them? They came in 79. And so that, that made up this family back then. And you can imagine, you can imagine that the disagreements or the, you know, should we have foot washing? Should we? How often should we have communion? Uh, or should we have it at all? Or is it required? Or... Uh, uh, just doctrine of any kind, you know. There were just disagreements, of course. I mean, maybe not real bad disagreements. I don't think, I don't know if anybody ever back then got mad enough to leave or anything, but but it was like, uh, and you'd say, back to the drawing board, you know. But it wasn't back to the drawing board. It was back to the hog pen. And, and this is what it, it, if it warranted that, it would be, back to the hog bin, you know, and that's the way it was worked out. It was worked out with prayer. And the reason I told you this was because I wanted you to see, and, and this is what I always struggle with, with calling my family's names that it was them, you know, that was here within that first year. But the thing is that they, that's what it was about. And and they got saved. They and somebody had enough something to get up and go and follow God and go to those people, and uh, and that was my family. And so, of course, it means a lot to me. But I'm not good at talking about stuff that means a lot to me. You, my family, can tell you I just can't do it. Even stuff that I want to say to them, I usually try to say something at Christmas time, you know, and they know I can't do it. I can't say anything that's close to my heart. <laughs> and uh, but anyway, this is this is this is what it was. And uh, then uh, we, but I mean, it's uh, it's it is still. It's like. A lot of people, when you say, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel, it's like, oh, a big thing. And I can go where, you know, oh, Korea, you know, or, or whatever. I don't know, Afghanistan, wherever. But you can go to Baker County, you know, and find these people that need the Lord. But I, I agree in, I, in going to these other countries because I can feel for these other people. We had nothing. And these people, it was those 11 people, those 11 people, they had nothing. My mama had, my daddy died when I was 11. My mama had never bought groceries when my daddy died. We never had a vehicle. We didn't have anything. We had no money. We had no income. And uh, my mama had never worked. And she went, had to go to work when Daddy died. She had to go to work at the cafeteria in Glen. And uh, but it's just to say that there was nothing. 
and my, my, my brothers and sisters. They, they were all married except uh, me and two brothers. And, uh, but we just, we, we didn't have no way of going to church anyway. You know, we wanted to. We didn't have a way. And, uh, but it was to just that God took nothing. And as me and Dio, we just uh, was flabbergasted talking about it this week. That, you know, here is nothing. And a year later, we're worshiping God in a church building. But we didn't have money then, even then, after that, after getting in the building to do any more work or anything. And, uh, and but the thing was, the guy had give us, Uncle Jeff's son had give us an, an acre of property in word only. We didn't have a deed to it. And so these people, they knew we didn't have a deed. They had to trust in God, you know, or else they're going to put what money they do have in something that doesn't even belong to them that somebody could come back and take. And uh, so they had to, had to do it anyway. And then we, uh, we had no collateral. So, of course, we couldn't go to the bank and borrow any money to build a chicken house, uh, build a church house, and uh, I was into the chicken house building too, <laughs> and, and, we, <laughs> and God just about provided the chicken houses the same way he did the chicken church house, but uh, uh, so we had to go to uh, like to um, W.C. Gilbert and uh, the NABs, and uh, anyway, some of the the businesses around town to get lumber and tin, nails, paint, whatever was needed, you know, just for them to trust us to do it, you know. And uh, we told them we'd pay each one of them $10 a month. We did. I don't think we ever failed to do it. And uh, and we, like I said, I never got saved till 51, but shortly after that, in the 50s, uh, it, me and Joe became the secretary and treasurer of the church. And we were that until Brother Johnny came, the year he came. And uh, But I said I would tell this one thing that I, I don't uh, know. But Joe was elected uh, treasurer. They didn't trust women <laughs> with that. <laughs> And uh, so <laughs> he was the treasurer, but I, I was allowed to be the secretary. And uh, I could keep the minutes. And, uh, but anyway, uh, but to this day, Joe has never written a check for nothing. Not us, not the church, not anything. But I said, I, and I just refused. I said, Joe Griffiths cannot be the treasurer of the church. You know, he he can't he can't do it. But, I mean, I wasn't saying I wanted to be, but I, w- I was saying he couldn't do it. And uh, so DL DL was a good talker, and but uh, and so he said, "Well, I tell you what, just wait and let me go talk to Arlie Ruiz." And Arlie Ruiz was, I guess he's uh, some kind of my grandson-in-law, Brent, uh, maybe his great uncle or something. And uh, so Dio said, come on, go with me. So I did. I went. And uh, he, he told him, said, this is our situation. Uh, Joe's been elected 
treasurer at our church. And he said, but he ain't never wrote a check, and he, he won't be able to keep up with that. <laughs> and he said, can she just do it? And he said, well, not if uh, her name's not J.C. Griffiths. And he said, but can she sign her, can she sign it, J.C. Griffiths, her, her signature? And he said, I guess so. I don't see nothing wrong with it. As long as we've got that signature recorded. So for all these years, my J.C. Griffiths is recorded at Citizen, was re recorded at Citizens Bank. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so, uh, so Joe was always the treasurer. I probably nobody knew that, <laughs> but us. But uh, I don't think anybody would have have minded. But uh, uh, what I was going to say about these first eleven, you know, I was the one with the the most education, <laughs> and I was a teenager in the ninth grade. <laughs> so, I mean, Dio was a eighth grade dropout. He, he never finished the eighth grade. And of course, anybody that don't know D.L., he went on to become the Baker County, a judge in Baker County and was there for years. But, uh, but he never, never finished nothing but the eighth grade right on. And, uh, but he was a wise man, D.L. was. And, uh, so, and then I wanted to tell some of the earlier ones after those 11. And it was the Jeff Starlin family, Tom Norman family, Hugh Long family, Dan Baxley family, Gregory's family, Hans Rollerson family, Fred Taylor family, R.L. Griffiths family, uh, Rayburn Davis family, Euless Cruz family, and Alan Griffiths family. So, uh, you know, that was just, but then the others came in, you know, from all, all places, you know, in churches. And, uh, but I think that's what you have to do, just like in a family. And it, this is with other churches, in this church, but in other churches. You've got to learn to get along. You, you love each other no matter what, whether you're in this church or whether you're in from another church. God's children learn to love each other. And uh, I just, and, and this is whenever uh, we took over the uh, treasury in 1951, and the uh, bank was $40. That's what we had January of 51. So, uh, no, this is not when I took over. We didn't take over till 52, but in 51, it was $40. And uh, then I was just going to tell these little things that uh, about our, uh, our uh, the other, the members that is living today out of the first 50 members. Out of the first 50 members that is... Uh, is still living today, and I'll tell them by their membership number. And uh, number 16 is still living. There's seven still living out of the first 50. And uh, this, number 16 was my niece, my oldest niece, almost as old as I am, Joanne Rollerson. And 18, Philip Norman, which was Shirley McKinney's brother. And uh, he's still living. And then um, Geraldine Barnes which now she's a Griffiths, and her husband is a, is a preacher, so it's her son. And, and she has sang all, in churches all over. So that's her. And then uh, number 34, Elizabeth, and number 37, D.L. Now, D.L., he wasn't a member. He became a member 
somewhere between me and Lib. <laughs> and uh, he just, uh, so after this long, he said, uh, I'm, I'm not a member of nothing. I'm not a member of no church. And I, he said, oh, I want to become a member. So we accepted him and uh, let him become number 37. <laughs> and uh, then I was number 44 and Joe 45. So that, that is the ones that's living out of the first 50. And this is just some little stuff that I thought may be interesting to you. And uh, this one, I, it just kind of caught my attention as I was uh, looking at them. <clears throat> Our first member was Lita Mae uh, Rollerson. And uh, the uh, oldest living member today is Joanne Rollerson. And our pastor is Johnny Rollerson. So I think the Rollersons was kind of involved here. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. And uh, uh, let me see. I've just got little pieces of paper, y'all, that have got stuff wrote on. But, <laughs> and I'm blind, too. Uh, okay, and then, but anyway, to get to this, and I said, Lord, I'll do it. <laughs> I told Eddie, I said, Eddie, either pray me up or, or, or pray me down. That's either pray me up and let me speak up or pray me down and sit me down and shut me up. So uh, <laughs> I, I got up. So, <laughs> but, uh, but this is not easy. But uh, anyway, the, it is nothing about all of that back there except that is history. And that's just like uh, Ruth and Boaz, you know. I, I got to thinking about that. I just taught that to my five-year-olds last week, and I got to thinking about that. Well, evidently that was important to tell that, uh, that Ruth and Boaz came about by, from, you couldn't tell it or teach it without saying anything about Naomi or Elimelech. And their two sons, and why did they leave their homeland and go to a land of unchurched people, people that didn't even believe in God, you know? And then the purpose with Boaz and Ruth was uh, pointing to the cross, to a, a savior, kinsman, redeemer, you know? Well. 19, June 1949, what was that pointing to? A redeemer, a kinsman redeemer, Jesus Christ. You know, and that, so that's the importance then. But our importance, we're, we're going on. It's to not stop. Don't stop here, you know, and don't try to live in the past. And as a lot of our older brothers years ago, we'd get over one hurdle and they would fall to their knees and thank the Lord for it, you know, for solving this problem for us. And But they would always pray, but Lord, we can't live on past blessings alone. We've got to have them every day. And that's still today, we've got to have them. And uh, because of... Uh,
But because of the of that, 1949, it had that not happened, this could not have been in this week's local paper. This this would not have been. It could have happened somewhere else, and God could have used other people. God could have God, God can use anything. But this would not have been in our local paper this week if if this in 1949 had not happened. So. Uh, it's it's to keep on we keep on moving on. It's but that is our history. I mean, sort of. We I could just go on and on and on and on and tell the things and that has happened and some of the bad and and praise the Lord so much good. But uh, this is a uh, this is I think it was all that uh, I. I'm going to try to say, like I said, I could just keep on and on but, and, uh, and telling about everything and how that I, I just praise the Lord that it, it happened. And, Wow, man, that was good. Mm-mm-mm. She might not like to do it, but she was getting better at it as she went. That was really good. That really was good. I tell you, there was a lot of stuff there I did not know. You know, I didn't. I didn't know it. I mean, because you, you hadn't told me. But, uh, you know, I talked about that in my sermon. You know, you need to tell your children because I had no idea when Mama got saved. I had no idea. Didn't have, I have no idea. So I'm just squealing on her, y'all. She didn't. She didn't tell me. But uh, I mean, it's, I, I really didn't. And I did not know, huh? Did I read what? I, oh, I don't know. Did you read it in the book? Oh, I did. I, yeah, I guess I didn't. But anyway, uh, uh, this was just a lot of good stuff. And she talks about her mama, you know, my granny, uh, Maddie Crew. But I, I mean, in my mind, I can, I can't, I can't even fathom her not being saved. You know? Well, I, I didn't know. You didn't tell me. Is there a lot of people in Honduras that have never heard the gospel? I know. And that's, and, that's why, and that's what you think about. I mean, and that's what Mama brought around so strong is that the, there's people right here that need the Lord. Just like that Cruz family, that whole family. You know, her daddy and her mama and 11. And they needed, they needed the Lord. And the, thank God he provided you know, so I can see why that means. So, huh? One brother living, yeah. Right. All of them, yeah. Right. Right. Her 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 oldest sister was married to a Rollison, and uh, that was that is strange. The oldest living member right now is Joanne Rollison, and the oldest, the first member to ever join was a Rollison, and now we got a Rollison pastor. So the Rollisters are weaseling, weaseling their way right on in here. <laughs> but anyway, it was good. But I do, I, I, these ladies here, I, I just want y'all to share whatever that the Lord, what he's done for you, what the Brayford Road means to you, or anybody, or any story, anything you want to tell. Yes. <laughs> I told Eddie he better pray for me because um, my mind just has went blank. 
But I said, Lord, you know um, what I'm supposed to share. And if you don't give it, Lord, it just won't be gotten. But uh, Mavis talks about her family being unchurched. I came from a family that had never darkened a church door unless maybe it was a funeral. And uh, as a tiny little girl, uh, I just I just begged my mama to let me go to church because I heard people talking about it. And uh, so uh, them being good parents, they found an old lady that would take me. <laughs> and I went to the Church of God, and I still know my first Sunday school lesson. I, was, I think I was four years old, and they taught about fishers of men. And we drew a little fish and cut it out and had a little pole and a string. But that was the first time I was in church because of a precious little Church of God lady. And from there, uh, I went to Glen Baptist. I rode a bus, and I got my cousins going. And uh, we started going, and the first thing you know, there was an ev two evangelists came to town, and Mavis didn't mention this, but there was a, an evangelist coming around. His name was Carlton Thomas, and he started Faith Baptist. But there was also a preacher around named D.L. Griffiths, and he had a church tent, a little tent, and uh, Carlton Thomas had a tent. Well, Carlton got to Daddy first. So Daddy went to Faith Baptist. Well, Daddy was a hard-headed man. He loved the Lord. But he believed what he believed, and they, could, they didn't get along the best. So we got to go to that revival at Brother D.L. Griffiths'. And I was there the night that Sister Edna Bell Norman walked the aisle and got saved. I remember that. And I remember a lot of stuff. They even had a plane fly over and drop little leaflets. And whoever got the most leaflets got a, won a Bible. You remember that? Yeah, that's what kids think about, you know. But anyway, Daddy was not too happy. And then we found out that Rayford Road was having a meeting on Sunday afternoon at 3. Daddy got saved and he loved the Lord. And my mama got saved. My grandma got saved. My Aunt Mary and Uncle Lester got saved. My Uncle Kenny and his wife got saved. My Uncle R.F., all of them got saved and started going to church. Well, we started on Sunday afternoon. Daddy didn't get enough. He wanted more, everything he could get about the Lord. So we went to, what was it called, Mount Calvary on 125 near where Jeanette lives. There was a little congregational holiness Congregational Methodist at 3 o'clock. We'd go every, every Sunday afternoon and hear Brother D.L. preach. Well, our Brother Carlton wasn't happy that we were going, and he told Daddy he had to quit it, that you just don't go to them places that's not your denomination. So my Daddy, being hard-headed, that's where us long skidded, I reckon, uh, we started coming here. And they were, they had started, finally started on the building. And I remember coming, Daddy worked at a garage and ever, at nighttime we'd come out here as little children. There was four of us. I don't even know if Carolyn was born. Yes, she had to be. And I'm the oldest of the four. And I remember coming out here and the men working in that little old square building. I remember holding flashlights for them to wire them single bulbs hanging down. Am I right? <laughs> holding flashlights. And when they finally got electricity, that was the most wonderful things. And we had those 
I can tell on Eddie, too. <laughs> Someone told me I needed to. We had those studio or uh, movie theater seats, row after row, spaced just right. Was they? Was they? Okay. <laughs> well, I was one of them young'uns there. Of course, Eddie's a lot younger than me, but anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. But anyway, I was privileged to be here for the first homecoming. And we gathered under some pine trees out here by the road that ran down by the church. And the little old ladies, they would come. And I can remember most of them had white aprons on. And I can remember truckloads of people or people coming in trucks. And they'd have chairs sitting on the backs like the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, but you're talking about good cooking. We had some women that can cook just like today. But y'all, what I remember most is the love. We didn't have hardly any material things. We were so poor, but we didn't know it. We just, we loved one another. And Sunday school, oh my goodness, we couldn't wait for Sunday school. Back then, we'd have to get under a tree. That was Sunday school, under a tree. Sister Annie Rollison was my teacher, and she'd gather us under the tree and talk to us. Or if it was raining, we'd have to get in the back of the church or anywhere we could. But y'all, it's just, it's just amazing. I, I, my daddy told me many, many years ago, because we were Church of Christ, and they don't have music, and my daddy had a lot of vision, and he did help. He helped Joe with the music. He loved music. And he said, honey, you don't believe it now, but one day they're going to have all kind of music in Rayford Road. They're going to have all kinds. You just wait and see. And it's there. It's there in the beautiful singing. But y'all, all through the years, God has been so faithful. Y'all, not only did he call us, he saved us and he's kept us. And come what may, and there was rough years, and there was good years, but God has been there all through the years. And we're so, so blessed, y'all. We see these lovely facilities. I mean, we had nothing like that. The old church we had, the wooden church, they built a little little addition on the back, <laughs> had a little pulpit up there in, in the back room on each side and then a big long one and they had two tables for the little children I think they probably get six or eight around the table or ten whatever <laughs> and that was only Sunday school rooms and then God blessed and we started a new building and oh we were so blessed and I was privileged to be Cletus and I had the first ceremony in the block uh, church over there and that was in 1960 we got married so, y'all, God, we may change. We may not be faithful, but God has been so faithful. But anyway, let's get back to Eddie. Now, I want to tell on Eddie. I want to tell on Eddie, yeah. <laughs> well, we were all at the church, and some little boys got busy. I don't remember who all the culprits were. <clears throat> Not at all, but all of a sudden from the back of the church, bam, 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 all the way to the front. I mean, the seats went flying. Yeah. To the back. Well, oh boy, they went flying. 
Then another one I read. Okay. okay, Eddie, well, you wore the blame. Okay, well, will you tell us then you'll straighten that out? <laughs> then we did actually lose a child. We thought one was kidnapped, and he was asleep in the back of a car. And his parents left him. Who was that, Mavis? <laughs> he came to my house yesterday, one of my Sunday school boys. But, y'all, I still, I praise the Lord. I, I'm standing here today. And sitting behind me is one of my school, Sunday school children. But little boys, y'all. <laughs> Tommy Dale's one of mine. Randall's one of mine. Terry Starlin this morning, he told me he was coming and he was here. God has blessed me to see so much. And it's God, y'all. It has nothing to do with us. And we just ought to praise him more and more and more. And praise him for, for the leadership we have now. We have people that love the Lord. People that are filled with the Spirit. And they're trying to follow the Lord. As long as we keep our eye on him, y'all, we'll be all right. But when you, when you turn your back, start doing it your way, we won't be here. But y'all, the, the key... Back so, so many years ago was every Monday night around the altar. Those old men came and they bowed. They came in their overalls and their work clothes, but they touched heaven for Rayford Road. That's why we're here today. And y'all, I put a plug in. It's still going on today. Every Monday night at 7 o'clock. So, and ladies can come now. <laughs> but... <laughs> But thank you all so much, and praise God for all he's done. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, Rafe Road tried to keep them women down a long time, but they came, they coming on strong here at the end. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I will tell that story. She was talking about uh, me. I, it was them theater seats. You know how there'd be about eight or ten of them hooked together with them cast iron, you know, the little fold-up old-timey. Old-timey theater seats. Well, we had them, and there was several there. But Brother Tom Norman was closing in prayer. He was. They asked him to dismiss, and he's praying. Well, Dale Jean, which if y'all know Dale Jean, well, it's Dale Jean's dad, little Dale, the preacher down at the jail. And uh, he's my age or a little older than me, but he was over on that side. <laughs> and uh, he was praying everything, and them things weren't bolted down. Dale, all I know was Dale. It was Dale. It was not me. But he hit one of them, and it tipped. He playing around, it tipped over, and it hit that one, and it was on a wood floor. Bam! 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 Bam. I mean, my heart, if it had been me, I'd have died. Because I know Mama would kill me. I just knew, you know. But it was, it was Dale, and finally when the last one went bam, Brother Tom said, Amen. <laughs> and then the uh, the other thing was Dale too, and this was wild, man. This was really was Dale Jean, and 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 after church, everybody went home, and it was an hour or so later we started finding out Dale Jean wasn't there, and he he stayed with Tom and Ed and Bell Norman, and she, they always had a bunch of young ones there with them, and he wasn't with them. He got home, and they can't find him. They come back, they looked all around here, can't find him. Dale Jean's gone. I mean, that's just. I mean, you can imagine. He is gone and nowhere to be found. And it's night, you know. And so I finally, they finally get, get a hold of D.L. And he's, he's down bent home and all. Yeah, Mud Lake, on, just just down past where Harold's living now. But uh, so they got a hold of him. And the best I remember the story, I mean, he when they got a hold of him, he come, 
he come out and get in his car to go try to do something. There, Dale Jean was laying asleep in the back floorboard <laughs> in the preacher's car. He had drove home and just he had got in there, got in the wrong car, went and got in the wrong car, called up, went to sleep. Mark Dale Gwinnett drove all the way home. Ain't nobody know where Dale Jean's at. But, you know, things like that, they, they, they happen. Miss Liz, you want to share? I'm certainly not a good speaker, but whenever I first started coming to church here was my brother came with the Normans, and he come home talking about how much he liked it, and I said, well, I want to go too. So next time I came to church, and a couple, couple weeks probably we got saved, both of us, but and uh, Brother Dio got up, and he started talking about uh, having an uh, Easter sunrise baptismal for all of us that had gotten saved. And, of course, we were tickled to death. But when I got home, told, we told Daddy, and he said, well, my brother could go, Frank could go, but I couldn't. said, I couldn't get in that water because I couldn't swim. He never let me go to the river so I could learn to swim. But, so, and I've never learned to swim since then anyway. But uh, we came to church here. We loved it. Loved Brother D.L. And after a month or so, my dad was a, a sawmill man. So we moved around. We moved then and couldn't come with the Normans anymore. But I started going to church with my granddaddy at the Church of God. And I went there until I got married. And when I got ready to get married, I said, well, Brother Dio's got to marry me. So we went out to his house, and Brother Dio performed our marriage. And my family started. I raised my family here from then on. But it's been a wonderful, a wonderful church with the, the love, and everybody loves everybody, and we don't have any problems. And I just praise the Lord for all the time that I've been able to be here. And I praise him for what he's done for me in just the last few years. He's really blessed me beyond measure. And I love everybody here. That's good. I remember Sister Liz being here and, her, and, and Jimmy, her, her, her husband, all her, all her family. And for all that may not know it, that's, Cheryl, that's Cheryl's mom. And Cheryl's here and she's active and still right here at Rayford Road Church. So, you know, it's just there's, there's a multitude of the stories and things and all that we could tell. But, Daryl, if, if we got that thumb drive, I'm just going to go ahead and go through this here PowerPoint kind of quick. Hey, some, hey, some, are you ready, Daryl? Is that a thermo? Okay. And, uh, and, and just kind of put a face on some of these, uh, some of these folks that uh, you've heard them talk about, and it won't take too long, and then we'll, we'll wrap up. Got a couple of songs, and then we'll go. How many, how many could take a nap right now? Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Okay, yeah. Okay, let's go, Daryl. Let's see what we got here. I can't even remember. There we go. There, there, was, there was a little building they're talking about. That's the one that took them a while to build. And this was just being built, and that's a, that's not a deal. You know, what was always amazing until I got to think about it this week. He was only he was only 26. You know, when he started. I mean, and I'm not, in my mind, I'm DL DL. He's a, he's an old man, but uh, he was just a young guy. He was just a young guy that that right. Right, he had three children then, and would wind up with five, but that's Uncle D.L. and six. Yeah, that's right, six, that's right. 
right, Derek, next next one. That's him, a little uh, little little closer shot of Uncle DL there when you can tell he's, he he looks younger. Whoop, there we go. All right, is it flipping on you? Uh, but now this 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 is Uncle DL's mom and dad. This is her. This is my dad. This is my dad's mom and dad. This is Ernie and Nell Nellie Griffiths. If you know Nellie. Harold's little girl, girl Nellie, that's where she got her name from this. But I'm just putting them up so you, you would know. That's Harold's mom and dad, Joe's and DL's uh, mom and dad. Go ahead, Daryl. All right, there's the man. That's uh, Jeff Starlin. That's him. That's Jeff and Francis Starlin. That's the one that would take Uncle DL to the hog pen when things got tough, and they'd pray their way out. They'd pray their way out. And, I mean, it's just the way it was. It, like Mama shared it. Denominational background didn't make that. It had nothing to do with it, man. They were seeking the face of the Lord, and the Lord had plans, and the Lord was going to do something, and He did. But uh, uh, that's just uh, in this was before the first homecoming, their fiftieth wedding anniversary. Okay, alrighty. All right, Daryl. Let's go see what what else we got here. There we go. There's Uncle Dio a little later. This is the building over here that we got now, but this was on. But I I, I put that in the, uh, picture there because that is my mama's mama. That's magic. When she was talking about not saved, I said I could never I could never imagine that woman there not saved. But she wasn't saved in 1949, you know. And so the uh, because Uncle Dio was, I want to say because he decided to pick up that Bible that day and take it to that to that house. That, that, that Rayford Road started there. And anyway, she was just so instrumental. I really, folks, what I want you to understand about Jeff Darling and about Maddie Cruz is that they may not accomplish a lot as, as far as anybody knowing anything about them. But they were, the, they were what was behind what was happening. They were the strength and the power. And it was just lean, Uncle Dale leaned on her and, and, and Jeff and them during those, 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 those tough times. I will tell you this right here. This lady right there is probably, <laughs> she's instrumental in my dad being the fellow he is. But he loved her to death. And when he, mom and them married, she just, I don't know, she was just, she was there, all of her family. See, none of them saved, but they didn't all, man, there's some, 11 of them, but they didn't all, they, they all left saved. None of them say, but they all listen. That's what the power of God and what you do. But I believe it was right there. And I've learned that about five years ago it come to me. This lady right here was instrumental in a lot of people being saved just because of her prayers. And I believe that with all my heart. But anyway, that was my, that's my grandma. And the other one was my grandma too. So I kind of got a double whammy really here at Rayford Road. Go ahead. Yes. Yes, Tom and Grandma. Yeah, I'm going to share that too. And I will. I'm going to get to another picture uh, there. Okay, can y'all tell me who that is? Sister Alda, can you tell me who that is? <laughs> That's you, Long. That's the one that told us, oh, come angel band right there. The one that loved music. He's the man that says one day they'll have musical instruments in that church and it'll be, boy, that was good. I was with him 100% even way back then, didn't even know it. But uh, that, that was great. That was good. That was Sister Irene and Brother Hugh Long, and they were just uh, some instrumental folk here. Just faithful, man. Be faithful. Next, next one, there. All right, that's that's the front of the. They got the porch on the old building, and I don't know. I I will tell you, y'all ain't gonna believe this. Now y'all ain't gonna believe this. Lenny, pay close attention. Y'all look at there on the far left over there. That little skinny girl on the far left. That is Lenny. 
That is Lenny right there. Can you believe that? that? That's amazing, isn't it? That's Lenny. All right, you go over from Lenny, you go over to three little short ones and then a taller one. That taller one is Sister Alta. How about that? And then you move from Sister Alta, you got a, uh, a boy, and then you got a taller boy, and that's Buddy, her brother, Buddy, Buddy Long. That you, we, I know a lot of y'all know them. Uh, the, the boy on the, the shorter boy on the far right, little blondie kind, that's Tommy Dale's older brother, Sammy. The one standing by him, is that Junior? That's Junior Rollerson. That's Joe Rollerson, Andy Rollerson's son. He, he, uh, by, by the way, he's a pastor. He, he preaches now. He preaches every, every week at the nursing home down at uh, Mariners. Uh, Joe, that little, little guy right there. Those others, I don't know who those uh, are. Carolyn in the hat. And that's oh, Betty June. Yeah, Betty June Croft. Okay, that's one. And then, uh, and then it's uh, Donna Lee was standing by uh, Lenny. Okay, we've got names on all of them. Okay, I just want y'all to see these here. Flip up, get another picture. There we go. There was a building of that church over there, and there's my granny. That's my granny, and, and that's, uh, that's yours truly standing there by her on her left, and that's, that's Tommy Dale on the right. So there's me and Tommy Dale standing with our grandma in the porch of the house, church house being built. So, uh, you know, we've been around a while, and God's been good, but it, it's... It's not about who we are, and it's, it's, it's about the gospel that Mama talked about that we needs to get out to save people who need the Lord. Next picture. Uh, there we go. Okay, that's a really old picture there. That's Mom and Daddy, myself, and Teresa. Teresa, hey, ter look at that. Teresa changed a lot since then. <laughs> All right, uh, Daryl, next picture. These are, these are kind of neat. There we go. That's Uncle Woodrow. And that's my, the, and Aunt Sadie, the lady in the middle. That's Mama's sister. That's one of the, one of the ones that got saved because uh, Rafer Road got started right there in the middle. That little guy right down, the little short guy, that's Tommy Dale. The little little guy. And that's uh, Patsy. If y'all don't know Pat and Herb, that's Patsy standing there on, by our daddy. And uh, Sammy, Jerry, and Norman. So that's uh, the Johnson family, which was. They were they were here, but it all it all goes back to the that cruise family and all, how how it all come out of there. But huh? Wade is Wade is Wade here? Yeah, there he is. Wade, stand up and let him see you, son. This is part of that bunch right there. That's that's Tommy Dale's youngest boy right there. And uh, so you know, y'all know that it's hard to keep everything. I know everybody, and so it's yeah, I can't think of throwing stuff out like that. But that that is so good. Let's go with the next picture. All right, this is another, uh, uh, this is her brother. This is Mama's brother. This was Corbett. You heard her mention Corbett. And you see the little, two, the little boy and the little girl standing there holding hands? They're twins, Wanda and Randall. Do you all know Randall? Randall Cruz, that's him. That's Randall right there. Jimmy and Johnny, that's Aunt Lizzie. You heard them talk. She said Lizzie Cruz was one of the first ones. She was one of the 11, one of the first 11. Yeah, that was, that was her. She died years, many years ago. Third, okay, in, uh, of leukemia. But there was Uncle C, and he's been here, did, done a, a, lot of, a lot of things. So we just thank the Lord for them. Next picture. Okay, and this is my Aunt Martha. That's Aunt Martha. I don't know. Is Aunt Martha still here? Is she gone? Or any of her bunch? But I just, I knew a lot of y'all know Aunt Martha, so I put her there because y'all would know her. But that's Elaine that, you, that comes here that brings Aunt Martha. Uh, that's that's her standing there in front of Aunt Martha, and then Jerry uh, Griffiths. If I know some of y'all probably know Jerry Griffiths, but that's their family. All right, let's go next picture. All right, that's the inside of the old sanctuary when we, we used to when we used to meet there. And then uh, last picture, Daryl. There we are today. So uh, 
God's been good, amen? But it, it, it hasn't quit. It, we don't stop. Like Mama said, we, we keep moving forward. Uh, Tony, have you got a, that, 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 that song, the words of that? Okay. Uh, if y'all, y'all want to stay right here, y'all can sit down either way. You, you probably need to go ahead because we're going, we're going to close out with a couple of songs. And it's just been good. Give them a hand. They did good. I didn't know what to expect out of them, but they, they blessed their heart. And Lisa, I think a lot of people know more about the church than they did. And so if you have any questions or anything, you want just find them up and, and ask them. They'll be able to, to tell you. Yeah. Uh, okay. Where's Lacey? Is Lacey here? Yes. How long has it been called Rayford Road Church? I'm not definitely sure on that, but because what you're saying is that it used to be Rayford Road, it used to be called Rayford Road Church of Christ, right? Is that what you're talking about? You know, that, it's, it's always been Rayford Road. It's always been Rayford Road. That's what the name was, was Rayford Road. Not that I know of. 